thrilled to have on the line with me my friend Jim Lewis. He is a a licensed uh, counselor, and uh, you may remember we had a, a great show. I think it was around Christmas time about uh, kind of the seven important things that are are important to each human. And uh, as we were talking about what was, or as I was thinking about this whole school shooting and everybody says we need more mental health, more mental health. What does that mean exactly? And so I thought, we'll ask Jim Lewis. So Jim Lewis, uh, welcome. I think before we get right to you, that, uh, Steve, you said you had something you wanted to share first. Well, since you came back to KLZ, we've had Jim on, uh, this is probably the third or fourth time. So inevitably, I know he's going to probably be talking about a, a spiritual component of this. Have you ever been on a cruise? Once. Jim, you're here. Have you ever been on a cruise? No. Well, I, Hope when, I do before I die. Okay. <laughs> when your ship comes into port and it stops moving, what's the first thing they do? They drop the anchor? Well, either they either drop the anchor if they're in, not in deep water port, or if they are, they tie it up. You know, right. they, they moor it. And I, uh, we're, I'm big on word pictures. You know, <laughs> a picture that describes uh, basically the topic that you're talking about. I'm thinking of this nation that, you know, we were, tie- we were solidly moored for a long time, and then we cast off the lines and we just let the ship sit there. Well, what happens inevitably? The ship will drift away. Okay. And good picture. I know yeah. that Jim's probably going to go here in the next 20 minutes or so. So just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> hey, Jim, okay. I, I think that actually Steve must be the uh, uh, president of your fan club with, the, with those comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great word picture. I appreciate that, Steve. Well, welcome, Jim. Uh, you are... Very good to be with you. It's good to have you here. Let's talk a little bit about mental health. You know, that's the thing when something really bad happens, they talk about mental health. Right. And you have been in the mental health business for a long time. Right. About 23 years. Okay. So when when you hear that, what is mental health, Jim? That's a huge question. I'm very glad you asked it, though, because I think that's the first time I've heard that question asked. The term mental health is just loaded with personal values. It depends on how you see the human condition. It depends on how you define what's wrong with our world. Uh, I will give you my viewpoint, and I think it summarizes a pretty broad consensus among uh, mental health professionals, especially the more we actually focus on people rather than political agendas. So this isn't a perfect outline, but I, I think it captures a lot of what mental health is. So I have three components, and then I'd like to real quickly unpack each one. Okay. Okay, so security, responsibility, and flexibility. So security has to do with that essential human need to know that somebody is there for them. Somebody can can get what's going on inside of them and be there to meet a person's need. So I would call that attunement. Uh, the second one is empathy. We need to develop the ability to sense what's going on inside of other people and the effect we're having on them and feel that ourselves so that we care about how we're affecting other people. And then the third component of security is confidence. So I can do something to make my situation better. I can 
do something to inspire myself. So I have the secure base to venture out from. So that's the security part. The responsibility part, I I would unpack this way. It, it includes accountability. So I answer to somebody. And we've really lost that mm-hmm. mooring that says I answer to someone, not just because they're bigger than me, not because they can put me in jail, but because I honor them. The second component is honor. So I have a sense of my own code that I need to live by in order to respect myself. And the third one is purpose. So I'm here for a reason. It's not just to pander to my next impulsive desire. I have a mission in this world. So that's the responsibility part. Flexibility is the ability to adapt to any situation based on the first two. So there's an objectivity. All right, I feel slighted. Does that mean I am slighted? No, it means I have the feeling of being slighted. And we can step back from ourselves and realize that what we feel is not necessarily what is. The next part of flexibility is acceptance. So there are certain things that I can't change, and I can still choose to live well with them. My wife is learning to walk again after a radical back surgery. I don't like that. I want her to walk. I want her to run. I want her to drive a car. But this is where we are, and I can live well with that, and I can help her live well with that. And then the third one under flexibility is efficacy. I can figure out in any situation, if I'm flexible, what can I do to make it better as opposed to reacting to it and making somebody hurt as bad as I do. So I think that's a pretty good summary of mental health. Wow. I think that is pretty amazing. I was taking notes on all that. Okay, so the next question is how do we build a good foundation for mental health, particularly with our young people these days? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I, I can't say that I'm an expert on how we do that as a society because my world is dealing with one, maybe two people at a time. But I'll tell you, this is what I've learned in my few years on this planet. It all comes down to families, churches, and communities. We need to connect our our young people, first of all, to our families. And the way our society is trending, I don't want to overgeneralize because that's unfair to a lot of people, but the way our society is trending is we've got to work two, three jobs in order to achieve the affluence and the status that we feel we need to, to live good lives. Who pays the price for that? The family. Yes. And, and a lot of that, though, I, I go back to in the political, wor- uh, the political world, right. it's because of uh, politicians and bureaucrats that through public policy are making things more and more expensive. Now, at uh, 9 o'clock this morning, I'm going to go down to the Colorado Department of Public uh, Health and Environment, uh, and I'm going to testify regarding these two executive orders. One was put in by Governor Hickenlooper and one by uh, Governor Polis regarding pushing people 
out of their personal vehicles with the internal combustion engines and pushing people to electric vehicles. In essence, it's going to make things so expensive. And they're trying to push people onto public transportation. And I was with a friend um, yesterday, and in her business, she's just a a small one-person, you know, entrepreneur. There is no way she could do her business with an electric car or with a... um, you know, on public transportation. And so we're having public policy that is actually making it more and more difficult for people to be able to focus on their families. And so that certainly is one of the things. And and in a way, it's almost, sometimes I think it's by design. uh, And so we've seen this big breakdown in the families. And um, and, and we've got to get back to that, uh, Jim. We've got to get back to that. Yeah, I boy, I could rant on that. I mean, this is where the left is going. I don't think the left really places a very high value on families at all. In fact, in some cases, there's almost a resistance to the family because those doggone families keep instilling these values, and they're very incorrect. So we need to think in terms of masses. We need to think in terms of a village raising your kid, and the village means the government decides what they need to hear. So absolutely. Well, um, you know what, Jim, let's go to break. Um, sure. There's so much that you and I could talk about regarding families, and at our Stand for Colorado yeah. rally this afternoon, we'll be talking mm-hmm. about uh, two of the really big ones, uh, and Juliana Day, who is really, she's a, a citizen that has just really taken this on, this sex education bill. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking about that. But but as you mentioned, this whole, quote-unquote, village to raise a family, that's a bunch of nonsense. You know, the village doesn't yeah. care about each individual child. They care there about a go. collective. Yes, and so there's no attunement in a mass like that. There's no, I see what's going on inside of you. It's a matter of uh, what class do you fit in? Are you good? Are you part of my support team or are you my enemy but there's no attunement to the individual absolutely wow okay uh we're gonna go to break and and when we come back more with jim lewis this i tell you what these are just nuggets of amazing information here so stay tuned we'll be right back on the line with me is jim lewis he is a friend and he is a uh a professional counselor He's been in the business for 23 years, and we're talking about mental health because that seems to be the thing that we talk about all the time when there's something tragic that happens. We need more mental health. And what does that mean exactly? And, Jim, you gave an excellent uh, uh, description of mental health in this previous segment, and uh, there's just amazing nuggets of information there. And so you said that mental health um, is uh, its personal values about the human condition. You said there's three different things, security, responsibility, and flexibility. And then we were moving over to, uh, you know, what contributes to the foundation of mental health. We were talking a little bit about families. And um, just one point, again, government policy has made it more and more expensive for people to live and take care of their families. So they're working more. And, of course, with little ones, then they have to find child care. And because of all this licensing and all these rules and regulations, childcare is really expensive. And so then government comes in and they say, okay, I've got a solution. Jared Polis says, we'll have all-day kindergarten. And so it takes the kids away from the family earlier and earlier. They've made childcare so expensive 
that uh, parents are going, oh, gosh, that that sounds kind of good that uh, somebody else would be paying for all-day kindergarten. And then once again, right. our kids are moved into this educational system, which uh, I'm very disappointed with what's happening there. Yeah. You get more and more of a, a sense of a herd mentality, don't you? Mm-hmm. And somebody that doesn't have a face, doesn't have a voice, doesn't have eyes to look at me, in other words, the government, is going to take care of me, and they're also going to do my parenting for me. And uh, I think that that is one of the the things that is contributing to um, poor mental health, if you will, uh, in our society. Uh, But let's move on to the, the other two. We need to chat about that. And the next is churches. And that is faith. I remember that, um, you know, when the left was starting to, with the far left, and I like to say that we look at things as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. And so when we talk about the left, this is not the Democrat Party of JFK. This is this lurch to socialism, to government control, uh, to force versus freedom, which is, you know, where we're at right now. But I remember it used to be, when the left was, um, you know, making their move, they're saying, those Christians, they are so judgmental, and they want to tell you how to live your life. Well, you want to be free. You know, you want to be able to live the life the way you want to. And, of course, they met with no no constraints, you know, no responsibility, no accountability. But now that I look at the political left, I mean, my gosh, there is nobody pure enough anymore. They want to tell everybody what you can say, how you can live. And nobody is pure enough, and they judge all the time. And that is exactly what they said was happening at churches with Christians. So how would you address that? That is fascinating that you should say that. I've been thinking that for a couple of years. My religious background is I was raised as a fundamentalist Baptist in a little independent church in uh, Salt Lake City. And by the way, I'm not trashing that. I'm very grateful for a lot of that background. But conservative Christianity has had its problems, too. And part of the uh, fundamentalist Baptist environment is that they were kind of judgmental, and they would tend to categorize somebody, you're you're straight, you're not, uh, you're pure, you're not. And there was a dogmatism and and a fervor. And I've been noticing that same thing, that the left is demonstrating those same attitudes that were a problem with fundamentalist Baptists, only the left is much more aggressive because there's no real uh, value base to it. It's all about power. And so, of course, people don't know what to do with themselves because there, there is this notion that you have to be just right, but what's just right? Well, and that's a moving target, and, and, and we're teaching this to our kids. Uh, one of the things that I am working on uh, and um, have not heard back from them, but down in Douglas County School District, uh, they uh, are hi- hiring a woman, and she actually did a, uh, an assembly for, I think it was middle school kids, and uh, as I, you know, searched out and got information on her, she is a woman of the far left um, mm-hmm. when you look at her Facebook page. And so she's being paid as a consultant to come in. She's training staff. She's training teachers. And she gave uh, an assembly or uh, presented at an assembly within the last couple of weeks 
uh, to talk about bullying and inclusivity, you know, all of these words of the left. And right. when, when I look at that, it's anything but inclusive. It's uh, putting people, again, in groups. Instead of looking at people as individuals, yeah. they're putting them uh-huh. in groups, and then they're judging between the groups. And, of course, the, the group yeah. that is at the bottom of the barrel right now is that uh, young Caucasian straight male. I mean, and uh, I have heard stories of teachers that have actually uh, gone, gone after kids or, or, or actually uh, penalized them because they don't like them because they are these young boys. And yeah. I think that that is an underlying problem of what is happening in our schools. Absolutely. So, again, that's the herd mentality, but it has an, a wicked tris, twist to it in that this herd is separated from that herd based on what we think you ought to be. And one herd is good and one herd is bad. Absolutely. Okay. And, Jim, uh, let's jump on over here because I think that's going to be a quick, good segue to communities. And I realize I have all these other questions, so I'm going to have to get you back on the show soon okay. to do that. but. We mentioned the foundation for good mental health is families, churches, communities. Now, community is a word that the that the far left likes to pull out, that we are creating oh, yeah. a community. But what do you mean by community? I'm talking more on an individual level, not so much the herd mentality. But in other words, I have an eye on what's going on with my neighbor. I'm not looking at them, judging them. I'm not... Uh, intruding on them but I look out for them we have neighbors that look out for us so we're aware of what's going on around us and we feel a responsibility to those who are around us so that it isn't just what I want it's not just what I think is best it's what can I do for somebody else what can I do for my neighbor well, and you know, once again, that is that's been the American idea, and yeah. and instead of government doing that, it was that's, that's was it. neighbors that were helping each yes. other. That's it. Uh, a friend of mine, she has since passed on, but she grew up in Loveland, and she said she remembered as a child that uh, if somebody fell on hard times, they had what was called pound parties. And that oh. meant that they came together and somebody bought a, brought a pound of sugar, somebody brought a pound of, you know, of flour, maybe a pound of bacon, a variety of things, to help that family get back on their feet. Now, yeah. on the other hand, if in fact they had a pound party and then that person dis- that decided not to work, they weren't, you know, doing what they needed to get, a- get ahead, you know, the pound parties probably would end, but not with government programs. If somebody yeah. uh, is uh, on some kind of government assistance, they no longer have to knock at the, on the door of their neighbors to have their neighbors help them and then be responsible to their, their neighbors. They use government uh, to, and, and I'm, I'm talking not about that small percentage that really does need help. However, right. uh, I still think that we can do that from a community standpoint, not government. Um, but you have to be then responsible. You have to you know, be out there looking for work and helping instead of um, just being on government assistance. Yeah. Yeah. And you notice when Big Brother is doing everything for you, people get farther and farther away from each other. I don't have to keep an eye on my neighbor's house when they're gone because Big Brother will protect them. And so I don't 
I don't really need to think of anybody but myself, and I really don't need to think that much about myself because I'm going to be taken care of. So, so it's supposed to create security. That's what the left pitches, is we will take care of you. Uh, give us your soul, and, and we'll take care of you. But you end up being very isolated and very uh, entitled and very resentful because somebody else still has a little bit more than you. And why didn't you give me this? So uh, absolutely, it kind of kills the soul. Wow. Jim Lewis, we are out of time. We only got through my first two questions. So uh, let's get you scheduled back. This has really been awesome. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.